Welcome to the Parents Place podcast with Hillary and Jen. Welcome to the Parents Place podcast. We are excited to have you guys here today. We have a special guest and we are so excited that he has joined us. Um, uh, as many of our, our listeners know, we are stationed in Utah and this guest is joining us from New York. So I think you win the contest. You win the prize for being the guest that, correct me if I'm wrong, Jen, has been the farthest one away so far. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yes, right. excited to have you here. This is Dr. Miller. Um, and I'm going to let, I'm just going to turn it over to him and let him introduce himself a little bit and just briefly introduce what he does and um, the programs that that he is involved in in his area. So I'll turn it over to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, having me. And um, so my name is Dr. Moshe Muller. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and I work primarily at Montefiore Medical Center, which is a large hospital system in the Bronx, New York. And there I'm an attending psychologist and I'm also uh, an assistant professor at Albert Einstein College of Medicine. And we have two programs um, that are grant funded. I'm the associate program director for both of those programs. One program is called Supporting Healthy Relationships, which is a couples program. And the other program is called Hero Dads, which is a responsible fatherhood program. Now, both of these programs are funded by the Administration for Children and Families, Office of Family Assistance. And currently we are, for our couples program, we're in our fourth round of grant funding. And for our father program, this is our first round of grant funding. And we're really excited that we were able to get that uh, a few years ago. So um, I'm a, as I said, I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. I, um, I graduated with my PhD in clinical psychology in 2018 with a large emphasis on fatherhood in my graduate studies and my doctoral dissertation was also in the area of fatherhood. So um, I've been studying fatherhood and parenting for over a decade now, and I've been working with parents and dads um, uh, for that time as well. And I also specialize in couples work. I specialize in some trauma, substance use, and you know, obviously fatherhood and parenting as well. Uh, I have some specialized training in couples therapy, so Gottman Method couples therapy and also emotionally focused couples therapy, which is EFT of Sue, Sue Johnson, and um, some other trainings, of course, for fatherhood and, and couples. And also I'm very psychodynamically oriented with my uh, way of uh, um, doing therapy, but I'm also very integrative as well. So that's sort of my professional snippet, if you will. I am also a dad myself. I have three children. My son is 10, my first daughter is eight, and my other daughter is about 17 months now. And I live with them, my wife, in Stony Point, New York. And yeah, I think I think that's, that's it for my intro, I think. 
Well, it sounds like we have someone here with a wealth of knowledge, so I am thrilled that you get to to be with us. Um, I think for for our podcast today, we're going to focus in on that Hero Dads program. And so tell us a little bit more about what that program is, um, who is involved in that program, time commitments, all the things. Sure, yeah. So Hero Dads is, so Hero is actually an acronym. HERO stands for Healthy, Empowered, Resilient, and Open. And I'll get to those things once I explain the program. So this program is uh, primarily for fathers who have um, partial custody or don't have custody of their children. And we serve primarily dads in the Bronx. And so these fathers are generally men of color, and a lot of them um, and don't have custody of their kids. They may have multiple children from uh, different relationships. And so fatherhood and parenting for them can be a real struggle and sort of unique um, in their, you know, with their challenges. So uh, we provide a, a, a quite comprehensive uh, program, which includes uh, uh, like the relationship parenting education, but it also includes financial and employment education as well, because a lot of these dads either are unemployed or underemployed, and a large emphasis in these Healthy Marriage Responsible Fatherhood grants is family stability, and that includes financial stability and mobility as well. So our program is essentially six months long. However, the, the the core part of the program is four weeks. And in these four weeks, dads join either a morning session or an evening session um, for, for Monday through Thursday, uh, depending on their schedules. And um, in the mornings, right, so each each morning or each evening, you'll have a workshop um, and they alternate between relationship parenting workshops and financial slash employment workshops. We also call them financial empowerment or job readiness. And so they have those facilitators, the facilitators for the um, for the relationship parenting workshops are facilitated by mental health professionals. So either psychologists or mental health counselors. And we also have a large student population. We have a large um, training component in our program. So uh, we also co-facilitate with uh, a doctoral level or master's level student. And then we are partnered with um, a, an agency called FedCap which is a pretty large agency around it's there they cover i think about 28 different states and and they're also located in the united kingdom and canada and they are uh in a, um, a workforce development program and they provide those um workforce development curriculum and they also help with job placement with getting them ready to get their jobs and also really help them launch their career so um, each dad is provided with a parent coach. So they could be one of those facilitators, those mental health um, professionals, um, or someone who's not facilitating, but we have on staff. And so they, they get parent coaching, at least three sessions. And then they also have a resource coach as well, three 
of those sessions. Those are sort of like case management, but we don't call it case management because we don't want them to feel like they're a case to be managed. So it's a we, we use this uh, coaching um, terminology, which similar to sports terminology, which is um, is more like we're here for you in whatever capacity we need to, need to be there for. And so we also provide the resource coaching sessions, which are, you know, if they need access to legal support, um, you know, um, we have we have a partnership with Good Plus, with the Good Plus Foundation, which provides baby items like cribs and strollers and diapers and wipes, things like that. If they need any of those items, if they need health insurance, if they need ID, if they need, you know, any other type of support. So we help provide them. And so um, this the program is free of charge. The program is also offered in both English and Spanish because in, in the South Bronx, we have a large Spanish population and um, um, participants can earn up to $450 worth of incentives for participating. They also receive incentives for uh, getting placed in a job uh, and then also for retaining that job after 30, 90 and 180 days. So they have there's a there's a large um, there, there's a large monetary reason to join, but I think most of our dads actually join to be better parents. A lot of our dads grew up in single family homes, sorry, single parent homes, or um, or ha had children when they were very young, or didn't have a dad themselves, so didn't know, don't know how to do parenting, um, or they've, you know, they've seen it, but don't um, really, they didn't have really good models maybe. And so a lot of our dads joining are joining really to be better parents for their kids. There are some that are joining also to get jobs or employment, um, but a lot of them really have this motivation to be better dads. And that's why we're here to really help them get there. So, um, so let's get, so I'm just going back to now healthy, empowered, resilient and open, which stands, which is what HERO is comprised of. Those are the main four themes that we uh, we help um, use for our curriculum and it, it's throughout the program. So healthy, we, we talk about being healthy is, you know, it's not just physically healthy, but emotionally healthy, mentally healthy, um, environmentally healthy, spiritually healthy, and financially healthy. Um, e is empowered, so that's helping the dads feel empowered by their role as a dad and knowing the importance they have in their children's life and that they have the abilities to do what they need to do as a parent. R is resilient and as many of our dads who may have had, you know, histories with trauma or you know, substance use, maybe incarceration or, you know, uh, any type of, you know, difficult histories, we are able to uh, help them recognize their resiliency and able to bounce back um, no matter where they've been to, you know, where they've been, they can always become stronger in the future. And lastly, open is that's open to new ideas, new new concepts, new, new feelings, being more emotionally aware and expressive. 
and also learning you know open to new communication skills especially with their co-parents which which with with us we have a large emphasis on navigating co-parenting relationships because for for a lot of our dads that's a huge um struggle so that's sort of in a nutshell here oh one other big part of hero dads is that we have something called dad league which is um, the ambassador program, which it, um, graduates from the program get to join who we feel that are good models for other dads. They've shown, you know, um, particularly um, good, you know, using their skills and good modeling. And so these dads, they join our, we have two, we have support groups every week for current dads and graduates. And so uh, they join that, they also help recruit other dads. They help with family events that we have at least once a month and they they help coordinate that. And, you know, eventually when they there are different levels in Dad League and eventually the goal is for them to to co-facilitate these support groups and also um, yeah, have more of a of a, a direct mentorship role for all of our dads. So that's that's here our dads. And here dads has been like, I mean, when I went on internship, people asked me like, what, what do you, where do you see yourself in five years or 10 years or what do you want to be doing? And and I've always stuck to what I wanted to do and I, which was different than a lot of other people, uh, which was I wanted to be part of a fatherhood program or have my own fatherhood program, which was my dream. But I didn't realize that a few years later it was going to come true. And so I'm so, so thrilled to be able, I'm fortunate to be able to be doing what I'm doing. This this program, this sounds amazing. There are so many things I love about it. I love the longevity. I love the support group aspect. I love the fact that you're tying in that financial aspect. This You are doing it right. Like this is the ideal setup and I applaud you guys for that. It sounds like you're doing amazing work. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Let's talk now. I'm intrigued because fatherhood education in general, and you you correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like it's a fairly new trend to family life education. Um, and so talk about maybe some of the hurdles that you guys have to overcome with uh, stigmas associated with, with dads and, you know, kind of breaking that myth that, that dads don't necessarily need to be as present in their child's life as, as maybe a mom does. Have you seen that? Well, yes. Yeah. So, so fatherhood research in general has been um, lacking, but but over the past several decades, a lot more fatherhood research has been has been you know disseminated, and um, a lot of the theories and the the original understandings of parenting had to be restructured or thought about differently or again because a lot of that early research and theories were based on the mother-child relationship and so um, for example attachment theory john balby did not have the father in that theory originally it was the mother and the child um you know winnicott had the mother-child 
bubble and the father was on the outside of it. So those were the original, uh, some of the original theories, right? And so later on, like John Balby, actually in the 80s, I think it was, he re restructured his theory to include, you know, it's really any caregiver to establish that secure attachment or insecure attachment with their child, in including the father. So, so um, and uh, um, something that we've really tried to make sure that we do when we show videos or representation of parenting or dads, we want to make sure that we have the right media and um, information that is directed at for dads. For example, if you if you if people know the this the 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 still faced experiment where right the mom is supposed to still and the baby's trying to get the attention so we show there's a they redid it also with dads and so we show that one with dads and you can see the same results that happen with moms also happen with dads and so so um a lot of however right that being said a lot of parenting uh theories and techniques still apply for dads um like authoritative parenting by laura baumrin right that is a key concept that's across parenting it's not just for mothers or fathers and so that's actually a really important piece of what we do in our programs so authoritative parenting i guess to listeners know with the red you probably guys have probably covered authoritative parenting or to it to a degree but it wouldn't okay. hurt just to do a quick summary okay. if you will yeah so quickly authoritative parenting so we talk about four different parenting styles the way we get our four different parenting styles is based on two main variables so we have the warmth support and let's say um, nurturance on one side, one variable. Another variable is the control aspect or limit setting, consequences, boundaries, right? And so each of those variables, you could be high or low on those. And based on that, that gives you your four different parenting styles. So for example, if I'm high on warmth and nurturance, um and also high on control and limit setting that gives you authoritative parenting that's actually what we're looking for now once you drop let's say the the warmth but you still have a lot of consequences or limits that gives you authoritarian which is more that strict more disciplinarian type of approach more like old school parenting then you have the opposite when you switch Right, so a lot of times people grow up in authoritarian households. They're like, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to be the opposite. And so, so they don't have a lot of rules or limits, but they have a lot of nurturance and love. That gives you permissive parenting style, and that's where you're like, okay, allowing your kids to do a lot of things without, you know, reining them in. Also, not so great. Um, lastly, when you have low levels of both, you don't really have rules, but you also don't have um, um, nurturance or love that gives you neglectful parenting or uninvolved parenting. So again, so what we're looking for is authoritative when you have a high level of both. And the way that we actually do this in our program, we teach it, but we also model it for our dads because a lot of our dads haven't had that type of parenting. And so 
we um, so a lot. Of, for example, if a dad comes late to a session um, or misses, they don't earn at the, the full amount of incentives that they you know because we're trying to in increase participation and so they tell they have a doctor's appointment they had a job interview whatever and we say wow like that is amazing that you're able to you know take care of yourself that you have a doctor's appointment it's really really great and so we show that's our validation showing that like we care and we are concerned and then we say and also these are part of the the commitments that you made in the program and so therefore we can't excuse you for this one so that's an authoritative parenting technique that we use across the board and to help them show like, oh, OK. No one really ever dealt with me like this, either they were really, really punitive about whatever it was, um, right, or didn't care. So we show we care, but also there are some there's structure here. Um, sorry, this I think I derailed the conversation, but because um, authoritative authoritative parenting is a key concept and I love it. But I think we we're talking about um, how it's different maybe than some of the struggles we had with parenting education for dads. And so um, what I was saying is that there's some similar concepts and of course there's some that are not. And so the things that are not so um, real being able to sort of challenge some of our dads in their let's say beliefs growing up of what it means to be a dad what it means to be a parent and so um or, or being a man so we have some of our some of our our curriculum is just about what it, what does it mean to be a man right what does that mean to you what does it mean to be a dad is that different than being a mom right can we explore that together because the modern day dad is expected to do a lot more than it was in the past um, um for good all for good reasons like i'm very much um i'm very much a believer in that that dads are able to be just as supportive just as uh, nurturing just as um helpful and uh, you know emotionally aware um, they may need more. They may need practice, or they may need some modeling or teaching, which we do. But they can do it. And so sometimes we need to challenge them to their beliefs of 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 what a father can or should be. And some of the struggles is well, I think what eventually happens one of the big struggles i see not just with them but with dads in general is that they have an expectation now at home to be involved with their kids lives and we also have to explain what involved means um and then they also expect it to still be financially um responsible even if it's an egalitarian household but when it comes down to it, many times men feel that responsibility no matter what, that like I'm responsible for the finances and I need to, if I don't, that doesn't make me a good dad or a good man. And so recognizing that and being able to talk about that is very important. Um, another thing that we've, that we've always, that we've, um, made sure to keep in mind is 
working with men of color, which is also a different, you know, fathering, let's say, history or trajectory from, let's say, um, white fathers and me, right, who's um, Jewish and white and have a different background. And so we talk about that. We make sure to talk about it in our second session. We talk about the hero dad's journey and we do something called road mapping. We talk about our the things from the past. We we um, plot um, our highs and lows and how that goes across your lifetime. And one of the things we talk about is oppression and how that has impacted their lives and what how that um, plays a part in being a man, being a dad, and um, and then we also talk about it for for um, just the teaching aspect. It's like, what is it like if if I'm running a workshop? What is it like to have me as your facilitator, who's white and may not have had the same background as you? What is it like? Let's we talk about race and ethnicity in the room because we want to make sure that it is, you know, it's 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 there, but you have to make it explicit. And when that happens, they feel a lot more relaxed and um, comfortable because knowing the systems that they may have been part of or institutions and things and where um, that was never talked about or cared about or, um, but it's a very much part of the whole the whole process, especially fatherhood in the African American community, because you know, you know, back when slavery, where they divided up families and things, and men were not um, able to be there for their kids and family, and and then, you know, down the line, um, the the cycle we talk about the cycle was not a lot of times was not able to be broken, and so part of what we're trying to do is really breaking that cycle and helping dads recognize their importance and allow helping them you know to be in their kids lives and a lot of them really want to and they're able and a lot of them are able to um but for for some it's a real struggle and we really trying to help those um so that i feel like is different you know different than than mothering um about teaching, you know, teaching about fatherhood. Um, a, a large part about with fatherhood also when we struggled with was the co-parent relationship. So in our in our couples program, so we do a lot of communication skills and teaching them how to, we talk about the speaker listener concept and how to be a good speaker, how to be a good listener. But when you're with um, just one person, it's hard to, teach that or practice that because you don't have the other person with you here. And so the co-parent relationship is such a big, um, it could be a triggering, you know, uh, topic to discuss. And so that's been something we've struggled with and dads have struggled with as well to, to really allow themselves, you know, be open, right? And, and allow them to, to, take in some of those skills and try them because a lot of what they're what they're worried about is if I do this you know it first of all shows their vulnerability a bit and if I show any weakness then they're going to take advantage of me um, they're going to put it back in my face you know um, or something like that but in the end of the day when they do try it 
they see like, oh, wait a second, something is different here. It's like if I don't start with my anger, if I don't start with accusing, if I able to start with my feelings and um, not pointing fingers, not being defensive, different things start to happen. So there's a lot of pushback or resistance in the beginning because of what they've experienced. But a lot what we say is just we need to at least try it sometimes and see what happens. What's great about it is when they do do it and they bring it back to the group and the group hears it, that really makes it much more powerful because it's not us saying that it works. It's their fellow brothers that we call brotherhoods. They are the ones to to say that it works. I think that all of that is super amazing and very much needed within our our communities across the country. I mean, it's it's really neat at the family place because we have that kids place where parents can bring their kids for two hours out of a day and get um, some self-care for themselves. And when we have hired men or have hired uh, or have men interns, those kids are flocking to those men. They need them in their lives. It's super important. The other day I walked in and there was one of our staff. He was just holding a child and seeing that little child just snuggle in, wanting that that touch, that comfort from a male figure was really, it just really struck me of how important these men are our men are in our kids lives. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's that's beautiful to hear. Thanks for sharing. I um, totally agree. I I I feel like um, kids, they really do need that comfort, that love, that knowing that um, that dad or whoever their fatherhood fig- fatherly figure is, um, is there for them. And, um, you know, research has shown that kids that grow up in two family homes, you know, with the dad, uh, you know, their success rates are just so much better. There's less Mm -hmm. truancy, there's less mental health issues, they're they're less at risk for different types of, you know, risky behavior or, uh, you know, well, their list goes on and on yeah it's not it's not like a it's not rocket science so um i'm imagining an individual listening to this podcast a dad who's saying to himself i'm ready i'm ready to learn these skills i'm ready to be a more active more involved father but they may not be local in your area what what suggestion would you offer to a dad out there who wants more education who wants to become more involved in their child's relationship that's okay. That's a great question. So I do want to talk about what it means to be involved also in a kid's life because people think, oh, yeah, I'm so involved. I'm like, okay, like, what does that mean? I go to my kids' soccer games every Sunday. Like, I'm super involved. Um, or uh, I take them to school every day. We teach our dads always that um, that the quantity of time with your kids is not what matters. Research shows that it's the quality of time that you spend with your kids 
um, is so much more important. So because a lot of our dads don't live with their kids and they're like, I want how am I going to make an impact? So it's not a, again, it's not about quantity. It's about quality so that if you're with them two, three hours a week, you can make sure that that is amazing quality time. You can have dads being in the same home with their kids 24 seven, but there's zero quality time there, whether they're always on their phone, they're working all the time, they're out with their friends, whatever. But I'm a dad, right? So so we talk about involved fatherhood. Usually the research talks about three three areas of accessibility, responsibility, and engagement. Now accessibility is that that idea of is my father or is the father available when needed? So let's say you need a if I call him, will he answer? If I text, will he respond? How accessible are they? The second one is responsibility. Those are the parenting tasks that that are sort of shared amongst you know all parents, like um, diapering, taking kids to the doctor, scheduling appointments, um, you know, yeah, soccer games, things like that's responsibility, you know, bedtime. And then there's engagement, and that's the one-on-one. -on -one interaction that you have with your kid like playing with them talking to them that one-on-one -on -one, what's going on you know so altogether that creates involved fathering and so it's not just one thing it's all of those things so number one is first dads knowing these three things is really important because they're like how do i could buy how could i be more involved well let's look at these three domains where do you fall under there so that's that but if dads want more knowledge about this, so there are, of course, um, you know, there are several books. There are, um, depending if they want, if they want, re like research and more academic, I would suggest reading things by Michael Lamb. He's one of the like forerunners in fatherhood research and. Um, and like scholarly works. Um, recently, I've come upon a series, a fatherhood series of books by, um, hold on, by Armin A. Brott. He has a few different books on called, um, like the expectant father, the single father, a dad's guide to the toddler years, uh, fathering your school age child, the military father, the new father, right? So he has a bunch of these Armin A. Brought, and they're all on Amazon, um, but it helps. It's written specifically for dads with a lot of research, and um, those are some good um, places to, to start. But you can also follow a bunch of these fatherhood initiatives or websites like on Instagram. I'm sure they also have Facebook, but I'm Instagram. So and they post a lot of different things about fatherhood. Um, so um, the fatherhood, wait, so the the Fed, the federal government is called the Fatherhood Initiative, I believe. Um, I think it's. I think. 
what is it? I just forget the website, but um, I could probably I think it's wait. So if I do go, um, fatherhood, I'm sure something will come up again. And while you look for that, we'll just remind yeah. our listeners that we will always and we will include these websites as well as those individuals um, that you mentioned in our show notes so that you guys have the opportunity to to look into this, these resources, because this is a great resource to offer to you. So, yeah, here it is. It's it's fatherhood.gov. That's what it is. Father.gov has tons of resources, dedication videos, dot dad talk blog, activities for dads and kids, services near you. So if you're looking for a fatherhood program, lots of different resources and webinars and um, things on different topics on blended families, on child support, on substance use, co-parenting. It's quite, it's quite um, um, robust, this website. Perfect. Oh, thank you. Thank you for providing that information to our listeners. I, I know that they will appreciate that. Um, as we kind of wrap up our time here, let me just close with this final question, if I can. Sure. Um, if you were to offer two, two or three final tips to our parents out there, maybe even specifically to our dads out there, um, what parenting tips or advice would you offer? Great question. So, so first of all i want to say that there is no perfect parent that's number one there's no perfect parent um the researchers in the past they've said we're looking to be a good enough parent good enough and so whatever that means for you but we're really not looking for perfection here no child is gonna you know if if every if we're looking for if we're gonna have perfect parents then what are all the psychologists and mental health counselors gonna do in 20 years from now, they're not going to have jobs, right? Okay, I'm um, sorry, I'm I'm joking. I I I don't want to say to the parents that your kids are are all going to need therapy. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is that you know we want to take a little bit of that pressure off of ourselves to be perfect parents. Like my wife and I, we're definitely not perfect. We give our kids screen time sometimes when we need to take a break. That's a lot of time, you know, if you need a break, take the break. Mm -hmm. Like that's more important because if you're not able to function yourself, it's going to be more devastating and more harmful for the kids later on because they're going to get some of your, you know, anxieties or frustration or pressure that you have going on. So give yourself a break. A key concept that I that I always like to share with people, um, I touched on it a little bit before, is uh, it's so important for every relationship, but especially parenting, is validation. There's a great book by um, I think it's Chaim Rin. Oh, it's called Between Parent and Child. Between Parent and Child is a great book. Um, let me see. Yeah, time. Jinnah, Jinnah. I don't know. It's a, it's an older book, but it's quite. It's a bestseller, and and um, it talks a lot about validation. Talks about how important it is to acknowledge and recognize that your child has something going on, 
may be difficult and that you're not trying to fix it or change it or ignore it. Many times our kids come to us, let's say they come home from school and be like, oh, I got a, you know, I had a bad day. Um, oh, what happened? Right, that would be a, um, usually immediate reaction. Instead, we may want to validate first, like, oh, you had such a bad day. That means it looks like you're a little sad or upset about that. Wow, that probably that probably was a hard day. And then you can ask about it, because mm -hmm. if we're just asking, if if we're just saying, oh, what did you do, or like what happened, it's almost you you we're not connecting the feelings. We're not connecting mm -hmm. that emotional support and validation. So validation is so so important in any situation. It's like if your kids don't want to eat their dinner and they're making a fuss about it. It's like, oh, it seems like you're really angry, but you really don't like this food right now. Yeah, that must be frustrating. However, you know, this is what we're having for dinner now, as opposed to no, I don't care. This is what we're eating, right? It's a very different approach. Mm -hmm. When we have validation, our kids are able to see that we hear them and we care about them and that um, and that they know that we get it. We're in, we get their subjectivity. That's a very important piece in parenting. So that's mm -hmm. that's something I want to share. Um, I guess those are two things. Um, let's see if I have anything else. Um, yes, um, another big thing with parenting is the relationship that you also have with your partner. Whether you're living together or whether you're again co-parenting, your kids pick up on everything. People know this, right? Kids learn everything, no matter what they see, they hear, they feel, they think. And um, if they see positive relationships, positive communication between parents, that trickles down to them. That also creates an atmosphere in the home. Um, Gottman always calls it atmosphere of appreciation or atmosphere of love. Right, we're trying to build family stability and and love and support, and so it really starts with the parents. Part of that is also parent parents being on the same page, what it is that they want to have their kids. Part of that is talking about I know so many things a value system. Mm -hmm. If they're connected with values, that is what helps their decision making their actions, their behaviors, if you're, and that that lessens a lot of the conflict that happens with family. So know your values, stick to them, and, and that will help the whole family. And so again, whether that's the parents in the, in the relationship or co-parents, the kids see, the kids are the ones that at the end of the day are going to be uh, affected by whatever's going on between you guys. So Healthy communication, healthy relationships is a really important part of parenting as well. That we've been just fed lots of great information. I, so many things that we can take from this and increase our knowledge, encourage our dads um, to be more involved and engaged and and connected with their kids. I want to thank you so much for coming today. We really appreciate it.
Um, I want to thank all of our listeners for coming and listening today. We appreciate you. And we know that there is at least one piece of information in here that you can take and really just try. And if that's working on your couple relationship with or your co-parenting relationship, you know, start there. So thank you so much. Remember to be patient and kind with yourself, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Parents Place podcast. If you would like to reach us, you can at parents at the familyplaceutah.org, or you can reach Jen on Facebook, Jen Daily The Family Place. Please check out our show notes for any additional information. Our website is thefamilyplaceutah.org if you're interested in any of our upcoming virtual classes. We'd love to see you there.